Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Squanderlust, the podcast about the emotional side of money, why our actions aren't always as good as our intentions and what we can do about it. I'm your host, Martha Lawton. Today, it's just me. I have a juicy topic I've been wanting to talk to you about for ages, and I'm setting the stage for a brilliant future guest. Today, I'm talking about a common psychological trap and how to spot it before it snags you. If you found yourself feeling compelled to stay in an unhealthy workplace or relationship or otherwise waste your time, energy and money on something you weren't even enjoying, this one is for you. Before we start, if you're new here, I want to welcome you to the show. Please consider subscribing. We have new episodes out every other week with some fantastic expert guests, bringing you fascinating insights and practical advice that actually works. Okay, let's get on with the show. So here's the thing. Have you ever kept doing something long after it stopped being fun? I'm thinking about things like playing just one more level in a video game or scrolling social media, even though it's just kind of making you feel a bit icky and depressed. Or gambling, just one more, one more game, one more pound into the machine. Or spending time with people who are charming when they're not in a kind of horrible mood. What about stressful workplaces that just always seem to be on the verge of getting better, but they kind of never seem to actually do it? If you've been in that situation, you may have fallen into a Skinner box. So what is a Skinner box? Well, first, some background. It's been a long time since we got into the science. So today... Today, we nerd out. So here we go. Buckle up. All right. Skinner boxes were invented in the 1940s by Boris Frederick Skinner, usually known as B.F. Skinner. Fun fact, he didn't want the box named after him. In fact, he tried to insist it be called the Operant Conditioning Chamber. So um, that worked out. Skinner was a behaviourist. His whole thing was about studying observable behaviour, what's going on that you can watch people doing instead of trying to work out what people's thoughts or feelings were. 
and in the early 20th century, behaviorism was super popular. It's still a really important area of science, uh, particularly educational psychology and animal psychology, but it's not as dominant as it was back then. And this is partly because some early behaviorists were kind of creepy. John Watson, looking at you. Early behaviorists were all about conditioning people and animals to perform different actions by reinforcing desired actions and punishing negative actions. Uh, so it was not really about thoughts, feelings, consciousness. It was, in fact, in some cases, um, that was almost an idea that those things weren't even real. They were an illusion. Um, there were some notoriously unethical behaviorist experiments. Watson, again, looking at you. But today is not about Watson. Today is about Skinner. And to get to Skinner, we have to step back a little bit and look at another early behaviourist. Somebody really famous, you may have heard of him, Ivan Pavlov. So as a quick recap, for those of you who don't know, Pavlov rang a bell before he fed his dogs. And after a while, dogs would salivate just at the sound of the bell, even when there wasn't any food there. And this is called classical conditioning, right? Bell rings, dog salivates. It's a response that happens automatically together um, because the dog's brains have begun associating the two events, the bell ringing and the appearance of food. But salivating is a reflex reaction. It's not a choice. Skinner wanted to study conditioning choices. Was it possible to provide some kind of stimulus, like a bell ringing, and have a response come about from that that was chosen by um, the subject of the experiment? So Skinner decided to study this and he created the Skinner box, sorry, operant conditioning chamber to test this. A Skinner box is a box into which you can put a lab animal. In Skinner's case, that was usually a rat or a pigeon. We'll take pigeons as an example because they are marginally cuter than rats and kind of funny. So inside our Skinner box is a lever. If the pigeon pecks the lever, the box automatically dispenses a food pellet. So that's a positive reinforcement, right? Pecking lever, good, get food and then hook the lever up to a recording device and find out how often and for how long and how fast the pigeon is pecking. So the pigeon pecks, gets food, happy pigeon, all good, and then we turn the food supply off. And what happens? Well, the pigeon keeps pecking for a while because the pigeon has been conditioned to choose to keep pecking, even without the reinforcement of food. This is operant conditioning. After a while, the conditioning isn't being reinforced because there is no more food, so it wears off and the pigeon stops pecking. And you can get a similar effect where rats are pressing a, a button or a lever as well. This is where it gets interesting. If there's a food pellet every time the pigeon pecks the lever, then pretty soon after the pellets stop, the pecking stops too. Pigeons realise when there's a reliable supply of food that if the supply stops, then it's gone for good. So they stop pecking quickly. The conditioning doesn't last very long without the reinforcement. But 
if the food pellets only calm every few pecks at random, the pigeons will peck faster and they take longer to stop once the food stops coming. This variable reinforcement lasts much longer. Unreliable rewards are more compelling and lead to a longer conditioned response. Have you ever seen somebody dumping change into a slot machine? Conditioning works on human beings too, at least to some extent. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about what it looks like and what that means for us. Welcome back. We're talking Skinner boxes, operant conditioning and unreliable rewards and punishments. So here's the thing, right? Not all conditioning is bad, okay? Parents use conditioning of a sort to teach table manners, right? You do the polite thing, use your knife and fork correctly or your chopsticks or whatever you might be using and you'll get praise and that's a kind of positive reinforcement. Uh, You do something rude, um, flick peas at your younger sibling uh, and you will probably get scolded and that's a a punishment type to uh, push you away condition you away from that behavior so really really common politeness becomes automatic rudeness has to be conscious it feels kind of wrong Um, and then depending on who you spend your time with different types of behavior polite or rude or um, particular ways of interacting with people will be reinforced or punished by the responses you get from the people around you As an aside, this is one of the reasons why lockdown has felt so weird. We're isolated from many of the types of reinforcement that we're used to getting from other people. It's a strange experience to be cut off from our normal conditioning. And we're re-emerging from lockdown and interacting with people whose conditioning over the last year and a bit is subtly different from what it was when we would spend time with them before. So... That's just an aside, but conditioning is something that's going on around us all the time. It's also not necessarily terrible. But conditioning can be intentional and it can be very manipulative, particularly when it starts using this idea of unreliable, unpredictable rewards and punishments. Let's take an example. Imagine a video game. It could be literally anything from the most glamorous, exciting, incredible AAA uh, games, some RPGs, um, through to the most low-grade casual mobile games, right? Games publishers use Skinner boxes all the time. They use random rewards for completing levels to uh, get us to feel compelled to just play a little bit longer. Um If when you level up, you open a treasure chest and sometimes you get 5,000 gold and most of the time you get 250 gold, that's a Skinner box, right? If sometimes you get an incredible beautiful piece of armor for your RPG character and sometimes you get a bent sword, again, that's a Skinner box. And... If the game isn't that great and it's using these Skinner Box rewards to keep you playing, you can end up playing for hours without really enjoying what you're doing. You could be missing sleep or otherwise physically uncomfortable. 
but the game publisher is boasting about long play times or they're making just so much money from showing you all these different ads between levels um, but you're feeling tired, physically inactive, getting poor posture, not spending time with your family, not getting through your reading list or, or looking back, just looking back on that time and saying, why did I put so many hours into that when there are so many more enjoyable things I could have been doing? Yeah, scanner boxes, man. Such a trap. Even more dubious is gambling, especially online gambling. Skinner's ideas are really explain what makes gambling so compelling. And compelling is not the same thing as addictive, right? Addiction is more complicated, but it's an element of it. So conditioning by unreliable rewards is fundamental to why people gamble. Gamblers know the odds aren't in their favour, right? Most of them, anyway. In the UK, casinos are obligated to publish the return to player, what they call the RTP of their various games, and be audited to make sure these are accurate. And best case scenario, it's return to player of £99 out of every 100 put into the game. Best case scenario. Um, But the hope of beating these odds is what starts people playing. The conditioning of the unreliable reward is often what keeps them there. Even non-addicted players can be conditioned to overspend compared to what they'd intended to do. Knowing that I can end up feeling kind of compelled by Skinner boxes is one of the reasons why I find casinos and gambling scary, right? I'm genuinely pretty terrified of them, to be honest with you. And whether it's real world or online casinos, they are carefully designed to be the most effective Skinner boxes they can be. Just to take an example, right, um, we usually think of gambling as being kind of poker or um, slot machines or or, uh, betting on the football results or the horses or whatever. Um, But things like online bingo are also a kind of gambling. Uh, And here's an example. If you get a win at online bingo, the screen will erupt in kind of sparkly graphics and there's a chat down the side of the screen and the host will congratulate you in the chat. You get all this positive reinforcement that goes alongside the money that you've just won. And meanwhile, the timer ticks down to the next game seconds away. Press the lever. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's another thing, right? Some people and organisations behave like skinner boxes. Manipulative people or organisational cultures give out unpredictable praise, gifts, bonuses, but they also turn abusive unpredictably. A classic but extreme example is Goodfellas. Violent mobster Tommy DeVito, played by Joe Pesci, pretends to take offence at having his wit complimented by Ray Liotta's Henry Hill. I'm a funny guy, funny how, he says. And this turn-on-a-die moment where he's just suddenly furious, apparently, at being complimented, is a classic example of this Skinner box manipulation where somebody will just blow up to keep you compelled to think about what will it take to keep this person calm and pacified. Skinner box people and places condition you to stick with them instead of you considering other options. Another great example, right? Meryl Streep's Miranda Priestley in The Devil Weighs Prada. Rare, unpredictable praise in amongst a general attitude of, of coldness, dismissiveness and abuse. It keeps Anne Hathaway's Andrea Sachs just focused on what do I have to do to please Miranda instead of thinking, mm, I don't even want to be working at a fashion magazine. I really want to be doing something completely different. So this may seem to have less to do with money than, you know, being compelled to gamble, but an abusive workplace can lead to burnout and may use money as part of the rewards that bind you to them. Manipulative people will also use gifts or withholding money as a reinforcement or punishment tactic. They're very generous when they're feeling pleased, but they're very withholding when they are feeling detached from you or they want to push you away as some kind of punishment. Um, economic abuse is extremely common in abusive relationships. And sometimes getting away from an abusive Skinner box person or workplace, you have to give up a high salary. Maybe they're using what they might call golden handcuffs. Or you might have to give up a shared home. And to be fair, either can lead to some very expensive therapy bills. Escaping Skinner boxes costs a lot. To give you an example from my own life, I had kind of a Skinner box boss in my first real workplace after university. Uh, I worked for a guy who was very effusive, very energetic, very exciting to be around. Um, so we'd throw compliments out here or there, but he'd also get very moody and down. Suddenly he would just cut somebody out and kind of stop talking to them as much as possible. Um, you just never really quite knew what he was going to do next, which made him exciting. It made it feel like a fun person to be around unless you were the one that he wasn't happy with. And for me, 
working for him. Initially, I kind of idolized him. He just seemed like this very cool boss to have for my first workplace. But ultimately, his behavior really undermined my confidence. And it took a long time before I was able to put myself forward, even after I'd left, to put myself forward for other work that was really at a level that matched my abilities. I was underestimating myself for a long time. And that hurt my career in the early years when ideally you want to be progressing as fast as possible and learning as much as possible. Those early years can be kind of key. So yeah, Skinnerbox people are really bad news and can have an effect on you for much longer than you might think. Okay, so let's think about how can we spot and respond to a Skinner box. Well, I've just given one of the first clues. Skinner boxes are exciting. Drama feels fun. Sudden random rewards feel fun. Those early payouts kind of feel great. They, they feel kind of like a win out of nowhere. So on the other hand, if there's a sudden negative, that can also feel kind of like you're off balance suddenly. You, you, It's unexpected. Where did that sudden anger or coldness come from? Have I done something out of the blue? It feels unbalancing. And if you're feeling that sense of both excitement and being a bit off balance, that's a sign that you might want to step back a little bit and think, hmm, is everything okay here? Look out for feeling uncertain or anxious about the outcomes from your actions, right? If you don't really know what's expected of you and how to uh, get to the rewards that you might be promised or whether or not uh, everything that's going on in a relationship, whether that's a personal relationship or whether that's in a work relationship, if that doesn't feel mutual, if you don't really know how you're going to get to the next positive reward, if that's not clear to you, you might be in a Skinner box. Pay attention to how you feel about what you're doing. Check in with yourself. Mindfulness is super helpful with this. Taking a bit of time away to get clarity. One of the things about Skinner boxes is that they create a sense of urgency, false urgency. A pigeon in a Skinner box with an unreliable food source will peck faster than a pigeon with a reliable food source because they're trying to find the point where they get the food. They're conditioned not only to keep pecking longer without food, but to peck faster in between times. And you'll find you're doing the same kind of thing. You're trying to get to the next reward so you peck faster <laughs> so so do pay attention to that take a moment step back and pause how are you doing how do you feel does all of this make sense journaling can be really helpful for um, detaching a little bit and getting some perspective especially anything that allows you to kind of track your mood over time something like a daily mood chart can be really useful is there always a promise that never really seems to materialise or will be great if we can only just get past this one hurdle? Do you 
struggle to explain why you stick around? The answer is probably conditioning. You're probably in a Skinner box. Bad sign. I love a blog called Captain Awkward. It's an incredible relationship advice blog. And there was a commenter on this blog called Shielzebub. Shielzebub invented the Shielzebub principle, which is one of the great pieces of wisdom of the modern age. If you find yourself in a situation and you think it might be a Skinner box, here's the question to ask yourself. What if this were as good as it's going to get? Can I live with this for another month? Another year? Another five years? Ten years? The rest of my life? Here's the thing. You deserve better than a Skinner box. So catch them early and get out as soon as you can. You've been listening to Squanderlust, the podcast about the emotional side of money with me, Martha Lawton. If you've enjoyed the show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love one of those nice five-star reviews too. Or you can tell a friend about us, maybe somewhere on social media where we're at Pod. You can also find us at squanderlustpod.com where we put show notes, useful links and ways to support the show. Squandlust is sponsored by Wardour Studios in Fitzrovia, London, with production by David Smith, Alicia Cunningham, Charlie Brandon King and Tom Berry. Our theme music is by Wardour Studios and graphic design by Jason Reed. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.